Hello. Hello, Rebbe. How you doing, Yaakov? Doing good, Baruch Hashem. Great. Baldic. Rebbe can start whenever Rebbe wants. Uh, there's there's yeah. a few people in the room already. I have to mute myself because I'm in the middle of uh, bedtime. Okay, Seder. Very good. Okay, gentlemen. Um, for you guys, <clears throat> you're still Rosh Chodesh Shav. 
I already we're already out of Rosh Hashanah. We're already into the second but it's it's very the whole three weeks and especially the nine days, days. It's our days, and a lot of times what we do is we sort of like we wait them, we wait for them to be over. And Reb Chaim Friedlander in his Sifse Chaim, he brings that a lot of times that's what people feel. They feel just like, you know, gosh, we got to get over with the nine days. We can go out. We can start doing things again. He says an unbelievable thing. He, thinks, he brings from Rabbi Sosalanter. <clears throat> Rabbi Sosalanter says that it's possible for a person to grow and to raise himself up in Ruchni Yisrael Tishabov, no less then he can grow and pick himself up on Yom Kippur. <clears throat> and Friedlander says, if so, we got to really learn how to take advantage of these days because they, they can be very, very special days. The Magid of Mezrich, the holy Magid of Mezrich, he says in the, in the first parak of Echo, there's a pasuk called Rodfeho Hisigua Ben HaMetzar. All of those who are chasing us, running after us, trying to attack us, they catch us, they catch up to us during the days of Ben Mitzurim, during these three weeks of Tzaras. And the Pashib shot in the Pasuk is that all of our enemies who are chasing us, they catch us during these days. And so many Tzaras have happened to us during these three days, these three weeks. <clears throat> but the Magid of Mezrich says that there's a different way of learning the Pasuk. He says a person can learn the Pasuk called Rodfel. All those who are chasing or running after Hakadosh Baruch Hu to lasigas Hashem Isbarach and to be miskarev and to come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so dafkod beramitzorin. Those are the days when you can become close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he says a marshal amad over He says that if a king, when he's in his palace, it's very hard to get in. You can't get into the White House to see uh, the president. But if the president is out on the road or he's campaigning and he's driving somewhere, so then you have a much better chance of being able to see him. You're not going to get invited into the White House, but when he's out of his house, then we have a better chance of getting in, getting, getting close to him. So he says that during the time of the, of the, the three weeks, the Golos of Kodesh Baruch was he's in Golos. He's outside. He's out of his, out of his, out of his house. He's in exile. And therefore, if we try, if we try to connect during these times, we can connect to Kaddish Baruch in a very, very big way. So according to that, we can understand a little bit where Abin Salat is talking about. Now, it's very, very interesting. <clears throat> it says in the Sparim HaKadoshim, it's brought down, the Shalom brings it down from the Sparim, the holy books, Kabbalistic books. It says that this is a, a misconception people have. The three weeks, how many days are in the three weeks? So everybody knows a week is seven days. So three weeks are 21 days. But the three weeks are 22 days because the three weeks start on Shivas of Tammuz, the 17th of Tammuz, which this year, I believe, was a Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken, right? The Wednesday night. And Tisha B'av is also Wednesday night. So that's an extra day. So there's really 22 days in the, during the three weeks. It's three weeks and one day. <clears throat> it says in the Sfarim Agdashi that the 22 days of the Bainam Atsarim, of the three-week period of mourning, it's connected another, another 22 days. 
the 22 days of Beinu Mitzarim are directly correlated to the 22 days from Rosh Hashanah till the end of Sukkot. You count the days from Rosh Hashanah till the end of Sukkot, till the end of Shemini Yatzer, Simchas We're talking about an Eretz Yisrael, not a, a second. The Yontif Midoraisa. 22 days exactly. It specifically comes that way. So the last of those 22 days in the Ben Amitzarim is Tisha B'Av. And the last of those 22 days by Sukkot, Zman Simchaseinu, is the day, is that is one of the happiest days, is Shemini Yatzeris and Simchas Teira. Shemini Yatzeris is the time that a Kaddish Baruch says to Klai after Sukkot. He says, please, stay with me one more day. Yatzeris, stay here, stop and stay here. Kaddish Baruch says, the Medrash says, Koshe Olai Pridoskem. It's hard for me. It's difficult for me to let you go. I don't want to let you go. It's the epitome of the love and the connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Shemini Yatzeret. Now, how in the world is that similar to Tisha B'av? Tisha B'av would seem to be the exact opposite. Tisha B'av is the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed the base of Mikdosh, exiled us. It seems to be a day of Rechuk when he's... How does it compare to Shemini Yatzeret? How can it be connected to Shemini Yatzeret? So, gentlemen... In order to understand this, I want to tell you a beautiful Nesiva Shalom. Nesiva Shalom asks the unbelievable question. The Gemara, the Nesiva Shalom brings down the Gemara Yuma. Nesiva Shalom in Parshas Pinchas. He brings down the Gemara Yuma. The Gemara Yuma says that Mikdash Rishon, the first base of Mikdash was destroyed, Charev, the Oven, Avaydazara, idol worshiping, worship, worshiping, Giloy Arias, right? And Shvichus Domin, and murder. Umikdosheni, second base of Mikdosh, Chorev Mipnei Sinas Chinam, because of un, uh, unfounded hatred, Sinas Chin. Says in the Siva Shalom, he says, I don't understand. He says, the first base of Mikdosh was destroyed because of the three most severe Averas in the Torah. These three, these three Averas of Avedazara, Gilarais, and Shvichus Damim, there's a halacha yeharud val yavar. You have to be willing to give your life. Prison has to be willing to die. This so, so terrible. These are the most chomer Averas in the world. He says, What is the Avera of Sinas Chinam? What are you over on? He says, You're over on the lav of Lotisna Achicha Bilvavecha. You should not hate your friend in your heart. He says, You don't even get Malchus for that love. How can you compare the three most cardinal sins in, in Yiddishkeit to Sinas Chinam? Then he says even more. The Gemara continues and says, Nikan, from here we know that Sinas Chinam is Shkulok that Sinas Chinam is on the same scale, is as severe as the three Averis Chamurus, Gilarash Fichus Domim. Right and and uh, and Avodizar, uh, what is going on? How in the world can you compare Sinaschim? It's, it's not a good thing. It's not nice, but it's a, it's a love. You don't even get Malkus. You compare it to these three Averis? It's Shako connected those three Averis? What in the world is going on? The Nesiv Shalom says an unbelievable shot. The Nesiv Shalom says that a servant when he's working for his master, so he 
takes into account one thing. He takes into account, if I do something wrong, what will be the punishment? And if it's a severe punishment, he won't do it. If it's not such a severe punishment, and he has something to gain, maybe, he'll, maybe he will do it. All he cares about is the punishment that, is, that, that his other, his master is going to punish him. He says, by a ben, by a son, it's a totally different calculation. He says, by a son, when he thinks about what he does with his father, he doesn't think about the punishment that he's going to get. He thinks about what is going to cause my father pain, and what, on the other hand, is going to give my father nachs. That's the cheshben of a son. The Nesiva Shalom says, we see an unbelievable thing here. We see that there can be an Aveira, that even the Oynesh for it is maybe not so severe, but it is an Aveira that causes tremendous tsar, tremendous pain to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sinas Chinam HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves every single Yid. The most painful thing for a parent is when the children, when his children don't get along, when the children don't respect each other, when they don't love each other. And that, as far as the pain that it causes a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that pain is worse than when a person is or a person is Megal Arayas, or a person is Shaykh Damim. The tsar that a Kaddish Baruch Hu feels when there's seen the between us is terrible. Now, Rabbi, I want to just to understand, you know, to understand how such a thing possible. Why, if Sinas Chinam causes a Kaddish Baruch Hu so much pain, so then why is it in such a severe avera like those things? So now I want to tell you, there's a, there's a scary, scary Darachim Musr. There's a beautiful Sefer Darachim Musr. And in the Darachim Musr, in Pashas Mitzvahim, he explains a fascinating thing. He says that, he talks about tshuva. And he says that we're accustomed to thinking that what do we have to do tshuva on? You think, what do I have to do tshuva on? So a person stops, sits down, and starts thinking, what did I do wrong? Maybe I hurt someone. Maybe I took something that wasn't mine. Maybe I ate something that wasn't that I shouldn't have eaten. We go through all the avarus that we, we think. We try to remember all the avarus we did, and we try to do chuba on all the avarus. He says, that's very nice. But he says, what about doing chuba on what you didn't do? What about doing chuba on what you could have accomplished and you didn't accomplish? He says, people don't do chuba on that. I could have learned. I could have, done, I could have learned better. Right? I could have grown. I could have been a better person. We don't even think to do tshuva on that. Well, I do tshuva on what I did wrong. We don't see that as doing something wrong. I didn't do something right. The Darachim Musa says we're making a big mistake. It says in the Gemara that Vitera Kodesh Baruch Kodesh Baruch is willing to forgive Abed Zorah, Dilo Arayas, and Shvich Zdamin. He's willing to forgive us, to forgive someone who does that. Avoloi Vitera Kodesh Baruch but he says, if a person doesn't learn, a person doesn't grow, a person doesn't strive to be the all that he can be, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't forgive. Because a person has to grow into everything that he can be. He says, he says, Gehenim, when a person, Shalom, goes up after 120 years, and he did certain averis. So a person goes to Gehenim, you know, hopefully the tshuva, and that cleans it up. But even a person who didn't do tshuva on the averis that he did, so we go to Gehenim, and in Gehenim, Gehenim cleans up those Averis. But he says, but what about a person who didn't make anything of himself? The person didn't learn anything. He doesn't know anything. He, 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 he didn't do positive things. He didn't grow. He didn't make himself into a good person. Gehenim can't help a person like that. Get, in the world to come, we can't 
change who we are. And who we are is the most important thing. The relationship that we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's the most important thing to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's more than all the Averis. We have to make ourselves into something real, something unbelievable. To, to, that's, what it, that's what it's all about. It's about connecting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, growing, becoming greater. He says, that's really the most important thing for a person to do tshuva about. He says, we have to do tshuva to go back up to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, to connect. When a Kodesh Baruch Hu says by, by the by Shani that it was Nechra because of Sinas Chinam and Sinas Chinam was shocked or connected those three Averis, maybe the punishment is not as big as those three Averis. But the pain, the way it disconnects us from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants all of Christ to be together. Kodesh Baruch Hu loves his children so much and if we don't look for the good in other people, then Kodesh Baruch was unbelievably hurt. The tsar and the cave that it, that, that it causes in our relationship with Kodesh Baruch Hu is terrible. There's a, a fascinating, fascinating piece. There's a beautiful sefer. It's called Why We Weep. And it's got different, I, I mentioned it, I think, last a couple weeks ago. There's a beautiful um, schmooze from Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz. Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz says, what was the Chet HaMaraglin? He says, the Chet HaMaraglin, which was on Tisha B'av, the Chet HaMaraglin was, they came back, right, and they were boiche a Bechia Shalchinam. They cried for no reason. They came back, and Kodesh Baruch sent them to Eretz Yisrael, Kodesh Baruch did wonderful things, he, he was protecting them, there, there were a lot of Levias in Eretz Yisrael, there were beautiful fruits, right? They, they saw the, the, uh, the Amalekis were there, all these things, Kodesh Baruch was doing for the, out of chesed to Klai Yisrael. The beautiful fruits, Eretz Yisrael, such a fruitful place. The people were dying so that they shouldn't notice the Maraglin running around. And the Maraglin saw all these things, terrible things. Oh, it's a terrible country. Everybody's dying there. Amalek is there. We had trouble with them before. Look at these crazy fruits. They're crazy people. They, they had an iron raw. They didn't have a good iron, right? Rav Yitzchak says, so they were baicha. They were baicha. So because of that, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you are Baruchah, you are Baruchah for no reason, you cried for no reason, therefore I'm going to get you so good, it'll be a Bechilah Deris, it'll be a Bechilah, you will cry for generations, for years and years you will cry. What is this? Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to seek revenge from them? He explains, what does it mean, Bechilah Shalchinah? A Bechilah Shalchinah means that they don't trust the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and they didn't believe that a Kodesh Baruch Hu would take them into Eretz Yisrael, and that it would be good. And that chisorin that they had, that problem that they had, that lack of faith and connecting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that they didn't have that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that they trusted, and they knew everything the Kaddish Baruch Hu does is good for us. That is the core and the source of all the problems they had in the future generations. It wasn't a punishment. You, I'm going to make you cry forever. But the reason why you cried now was because you don't have a kesh with a Kodesh Baruch you don't have that relationship. And if you don't have that relationship, you're going to be crying for generations and generations until we develop and rebuild that, that, that relationship. That was the Bechil Adairus. <clears throat> oh. it, it says, like we said before, that Tisha B'av is like Shemini Atzeris. Now, how, is, how in the world is 
Tisha B'Av like Shemini Yatzeres. Again, Tisha B'Av is a Chorban, Tisha B'Av is, is mourning, Tisha B'Av is, we're, we're, we're so sad and, and it's so sorrowful. The truth of the matter is that Tisha B'Av is an unbelievable, Chazal say, Ikri Mayid, it's going to be a Yontif. Because the Kodesh Baruch was not willing to settle with us for relationships that aren't real relationships. Kodesh Baruch was not willing that, to just let things slide. Kodesh Baruch loves Klai Yisrael so much that when people, when they're seen as chinam, when people don't, when Klai Yisrael don't love his children, he can't, he cannot bear such a relationship. He's not going to settle for a, for a, a family that doesn't get along. He wants that perfect family and he'll do anything he has to do in order that we should get back up to that situation. Kodesh Baruch Hu is willing to be makri of his Beis HaMikdosh. He's, been, he's willing to, to send his children into Golos in order that we should continue all the time striving to make a real relationship with Kodesh Baruch Hu. He has such faith in every Yid and he has such faith in Klai Yisrael that he's not willing to compromise. He, no, you know why I won't compromise? When you have two people who are married and they don't really get along, so fine. So you just, whatever, you, you, you suffer through it. There's so many, you know, so many marriages where the people are married and it's just like, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a business arrangement. And they're not in love. But a Kaddish Baruch is in love with Klai Yisrael. And a Kaddish Baruch is not willing to have a relationship with Klai Yisrael that's not a total love relationship. And therefore, every Tisha B'Av, when we sit down and we cry, we're crying because we want a Kaddish Baruch to come back down and to live with us again, to be to, to, to dwell in the base of Mikdash, to dwell in every single one of us. And we're not willing to compromise. We're not willing to settle for less of a relationship than that. And a Kaddish Baruch knows that we can get it. And therefore, for 1,952 years since the Churban base of Mikdash, a Kaddish Baruch has been sitting and waiting until we rebuild that relationship. And it will wait as long as he has to wait. It should be very soon. We should be Zaycheh. And a Kaddish Baruch should come back and we should reconnect and that relationship should become a, a real and a, and a solid and an unbelievable relationship again. But he won't settle for anything less than that. He's not willing to have not a good marriage with us. He's going to have a perfect marriage with us. And the faith in Klai Yisrael that we can have that, that is every, every single Tisha B'Av when we sit down. That's the Bein Mitzarim. That's where Kodesh Baruch says to it says to us, there's no base HaMikdash. You know why? Because, because anyone who, who wants to and tries and sincerely opens his heart and wants to connect to a Kaddish Baruch and have a real relationship, that's what I want to have with you. I want to have a real relationship. I don't want to have a fake relationship. That is what Tisha B'Av is about. And that's why Tisha B'Av is a moyet. Because even after the Binyan Beis HaMikdosh, we're going to look back to Tisha B'Av and we're going to see that Tisha B'Av is the time. You see the greatest love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the hardest times, in the most difficult times. Because even though all the things that we did, He doesn't give up on us. We will look back to all these Tisha B'Avs and we will go, whoa, this is unbelievable. The love that He had, the patience that He had for us, the, the Sefer, there's a holy Sefer, Taimid Devarah, by Moshe Kodavaru. Moshe Kodavaru says, if you stop and think, of the patience and the love that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has for us. He says, it says, Kaddish Baruch Hu recreates his world every single day. It says in the, in the Holy Svarim that the, the 
creation of man in this world is different than the, the, the creation of this world is different than any other craftsman who creates something. When a carpenter makes a table, he makes a table and he's finished. He, he delivers the table and he goes home. He's got nothing to do with the table anymore. By a Kodesh Baruch Hu, he didn't stop create the world by, by Sheshit and Ebreshit. Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world and he constantly pumps energy that it should continue to exist. It remains, it, it exists today, every second. He's mechadish v'tuvah tomi. He recreates and recreates and recreates. He doesn't just, he didn't create it, and now he sits back and he watches. He's creating it all now. He is keeping us alive. That that I can pick up my hands, that that I can speak, is because of Kodesh Baruch right this second, is pumping life into me. The time of Devar says, imagine, it's crazy. A person gets up, and he does have a Zorah or he does Gilead rights, or he does Shvichus Damin. He said, that person, that person, where did he get the power and the strength to get up and to do that? Kaddish Bok was pumping, he's sustaining him right now when he's doing that Avera. Can you imagine a guy, the guy can't even pick himself up, a person, and he says, pick me up, pick me up. You pick the guy up, right? The guy's a cripple. You pick him up, and the guy goes, and he spits in your face. And you're like, okay, would you like to do it again? Let me hold you some more so you can do it again. He says, that's the Rahmanas that HaKadosh Baruch the Ava that HaKadosh Baruch has for Klai He wants to give us that opportunity that we should be able to come back on our own. He doesn't force us, but he gives us the Koyach even to go against him. It's unbelievable, the Rachamim of HaKadosh Baruch That love, we feel that on Tisha Because HaKadosh Baruch waits, and he waits, and he waits, until Mertz Hashem, we will come back. And he Mertz Hashem, Rabbi said, we should Mertz Hashem all be Zeichen to take advantage of these holy, holy days of Bein Nematsarim, and to feel the Tsar, and to feel how much we're missing, to feel how much we, we miss a Kodesh Baruch Hu, how much we want to get back to a, to a Beis Amikdash where we can go up and we can see Nisim in the flows. We can Mashiach, we can Nevi'im, we can go to, we can get Eitzis from, so we're, we're missing so, so much. Mirz Hashem, we should be Zoichem. Bimheir of Yameinu. To be us, Mashiach Tzitkenu, and Binyin Beis Hamikdash, Bimheiro V'yameinu, Amen. Shkoyach, Jem. Amen, Shkoyach. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, guys. Oh. Baldik. Hello, everybody. Howie, Yehuda, whoa, Eli, Moshe, whoa, Sam, Yaakov. Very nice. Baruch Hashem. It's great to see all you guys. Rebbe, thanks a lot. Thank you very, very much for you guys being here. I really appreciate it. You guys give me chizit. Sammy, oh, great to see you guys. Whoa. Rabbi, you give us chizit. Thank you very much. Have a good uh, job. Although it's Wednesday. I don't know. Coming out again. Thank you very much.